Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of Park, Park Hoppers. Hoppers. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, fellow Park Hoppers. There has been a plethora of announcements in the last week that were chock full of Disney Parks news. And we're going to discuss all of it up next. Let's, Let's hop to, to it. Feels like there hasn't been a lot going on, but in reality, there's been so much going on recently. Yeah, we uh, we ended up having a week off. We had a couple things going on around here that uh, we won't have to get into, but we uh, nothing bad. No, nothing, nothing bad. bad. No, everything is good around <laughs> everything here. Everything is good. Um, but we have so much to talk about as far as parks news in this episode that we might go longer than normal. We have quite a list ahead of us here. There's actually a lot of stuff that's going on right now. So much stuff has been announced in the last week and a half to two weeks since we did our last show. And uh, we're so happy to be back here in Park Hopper Land. Park Hopper Land. Park Hopper Land. Yes. It's almost as good as Potato Lane. I don't know. But Park Hopper Land is an amazing place to be. They're neck and neck, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But I also have never technically been to Potato Land. <laughs> no. Well, so, yeah. No. I mean, I've had potatoes. And I've never been to Idaho. I think that's Potato Land, right? Idaho? I don't know. Is that what it was in the cartoon? I, I, I don't know. But I assume that Potato Land, because Idaho potatoes, you know. I also think that Potato Land might be a state of mind. It, it very well could be. Because if you watch Goofy <laughs> during Potato that during Land. that cartoon. Potato Land. He is in some sort of state of mind. <laughs> he sure is. Well, that entire animation style of Goofy, he's in some sort of state of mind. Yeah, but Potato Land is like next level. <laughs> like, can you hear me? He believes in the magic. <laughs> the magic of the potato. Everything that Mickey and Donald do for him in that episode, he believes 100% of it. Yes. And that is friendship right there. All the power to him. I'm always amazed when I watch that episode how they created Potato Land while Goofy was asleep. Right? right? That's some <laughs> impressively fast construction. Right. Way faster than the real construction. And Looking at you, Tron Light Cycle Coaster. <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. You know how many potato lands they could have built in the time that it's taking for them to build those? Oh, God. It could have been Potato Universe. It's the not United just... States of Potato Land. It's the Potato Universe. Yeah. All right. The land of potato. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. The, the planet of potato. <laughs> potato planet. Welcome to potato planet. Oh, I can't do the I can't do the accent. Is that as awesome as Pizza Planet? Uh no. Definitely not. Right? Absolutely not. No. No. Because Pizza Planet is basically Chuck E. Cheese, but the Disney but version. But better. I don't Without know. the freaky animatronics. I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese was my very first job. They do have the claw job. and the animal and the aliens. Yes. So like I said, Chuck E. Cheese was my very first job, so I'm there's sorry. a bit of magic to it. <laughs> okay. Just gonna say. I'm sure you know some secrets that we don't want to know. I do. That that will be in a, a <laughs> that'll be in a different episode. That'll be like an ask me anything type of thing. And ask me anything. W yes. Once once we uh, move on to our next venture, which hopefully we'll be announcing in the very near future, um, we can do some sort of ask me anything for you guys. We can do a lot of fun stuff with that. We sure can. But uh, more on that in coming weeks. We're working on some behind the scenes things right now, um, but. No more details other than that as of right now. Shh. Secret secrets are no fun. Secrets are not for everyone in this instance. Not yet. No. 
But like Danny said at the, at the top of the show, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Tons of Disney Parks news this week, especially focusing down here in Florida, because sadly, Disneyland is still closed. Can you believe that? It's unbelievable that Disneyland has been closed for nine plus months. It is insane to me, but I think they're all coming to Disney World. <laughs> uh, for real. And Disney has upped their capacity. You know, it's it. they say it's at 35, but... We have uh, some inside sources that we won't name any names. We have some inside sources that they may have increased it a little bit, maybe even to 40, 45, somewhere around there. And so it does feel a lot busier at Walt Disney World than it normally does, which uh, kind of turns us off a little bit right now, at least until everything's more under control. And Danny and I have not really visited the parks much at all in the last three weeks. So here's the thing. My family came to visit, and I do. I would say that the parks are under control. Sure, sure, yeah. The biggest thing... I'm talking about the overall situation with right, COVID. Right, right. The biggest thing is when you live here and you're able to go to the Disney parks all the time, and you know with the holiday season, our jobs are busy too, just going and being around you know, an at-capacity park just doesn't sound you know, like restful weekend shenanigans <laughs> right and, and i'm sure you know once things slowly start to get back to normal you know the vaccine is is being widely spread right now we uh we know some friends and family members who have already had it yes um so we're uh, really excited to see that that is is spreading and hopefully that means the end of covid in the very near future right i also think that if the situation were a little bit different. We didn't have COVID. We hadn't, we're not, st we wouldn't still be going through a global pandemic, maybe visiting the park at its, you know, capacity of 35 to 50%, whatever it is at right now would maybe be like, we might be, we might go there a little bit more often. Right. But uh, like we said, we haven't visited too much in the last couple of weeks, aside from when Danny's family was here. Which we were there for a full week. Yeah, we, we went vacation mode Yes, uh, for, for that five, six day stretch there while your family was here. Yes. Um, and I'm still tired from it. Yes. Even though I've had a, I actually had four days off in a row for the first time all year this week. Which so, you very which, much deserve. Which has been nice to kind of just lay low. And, you know, we had been focusing on going to either Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or somewhere on our days off because that's the only time we could go due to park hours. And, you know, not going the last couple of days and sort of being able to recharge my batteries a little bit has been kind of nice. So absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm nearing the end of my four day stretch here. I have one more day off tomorrow, but we wanted to get right into all this, this parks news before we start rambling anymore. Well, one, one quick thing I did yeah. want to say, we will be going to the parks again yes. very soon. It's yes. not that we have like made a conscience, like been like, Oh, we're not going to go today. It just has kind of happened like that. I yeah. feel like so. Right. So we're not we're definitely not like against necessarily going to the parks, but that's just the way the cookie has crumbled. And I can tell you working in the tourism industry down here in Orlando, people are traveling. Yes. So the parks are busier. There's a lot more out of state guests. And, you know, it's it's not packed to the point where I would refuse to go, but it's definitely busier where it's very noticeable. Yeah. But. Anyway. We're spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. From July to October was glorious. Yes. You never was... you never experienced Disney like that ever again. Yeah. It was uh it was something else. 
but we have so much stuff to talk about. And first things first, we had some breaking news today broken by Imagineer Zach Ridley on Instagram that the construction walls are down around the fountains outside Spaceship Earth at Epcot, and it looks beautiful finally oh my gosh i feel like everybody who's over five feet tall was able to at least see the top of this and (laughs) i couldn't see anything other than photos people posted but all you could really see was like the top two feet anyway like there's nothing you could see even at five well that must have been nice to see the top two feet because i could see like the very tippy top and i was like well that looks pretty i I can't wait to see it and today we finally got to see it but seeing seeing the the uh, professional photos that were taken overnight from disney and they were posted on disney parks uh, from imagineer zach ridley just looking at the color schemes are just absolutely gorgeous you know they they took some you know morning shots they took some night shots and seeing they actually have lights, it looks like, that shine up from the bottom of the the new spires that shine up into the sky, sort of like the spotlights that they use behind the Castle of Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and it looks like you can see it from, like, much further like away. all over, yeah. yeah. Which is really, really cool. And, you know, the, the, the normal color scheme for Spaceship Earth, which is like a, a bunch of hues of, like, pink and orange and purple and blue, and, you know, it's kind of like a mix of all those, it sort of blends into the fountain as well. Down in the lower part, it looks like those colors are down in the uh, in the flowing water as well. So the f- it's very photogenic. It is absolutely stunning to see in these photos, and I cannot wait to get to Epcot to see it in person. Same here. I just really would like to go one day where we can walk in during the daylight and then walk out during nighttime. Yeah, to see the difference. Yeah, because... Honestly, I, I mean, it looks gorgeous during the day from all the photos I've seen, but nighttime looks like it steals the show. I say it all the time, and I'll say it a million times over and over again that the parks are so much more magical at night. Oh, man. For a while, we couldn't go to the parks at night, and that was just such a such a bummer. It just felt like there was something missing. Like, even Magic Kingdom right now, I know they don't have the Cinderella dream lights up there on the castle, but, you know, you've got these amazing projections that are up there, and from a distance, they look absolutely incredible. And then you look down Main Street, everything's all lit up, and it just gives you that warm, cozy magic feeling yes and it just it feels so much better to be in a park at night not just because we're in florida and the nights are cooler but just the visualizations of everything tomorrowland you know you go into uh animal kingdom and the tree of life is all lit up and everything just looks so much cooler lit up at night everything does i mean and being there at night just i don't know it just feels awesome the other thing is growing up i remember when they used to do extra magic hours Uh and we would be at the parks at two or three o'clock in the morning running around and at night you know there are less people there it's nice and cool i mean there's just a certain magic like you said to disney at night absolutely now speaking of disney at night oh we had some very uh exciting news about uh, when the parks are going to be open, at least through the first two weeks of January. Hooray! And so prior to this announcement, it looks like Magic Kingdom was supposed to close at 6. Epcot was going to close at 8, which is way earlier than it normally does. Hollywood Studios still closed at 7, and Animal Kingdom was going to close at 5, like it always has. Right. And uh, now from January 1st through the 2nd, if you go on New Year's Day or the day after, Magic Kingdom is going to be open until 9 p.m., uh, Epcot's going to be open until 8 p.m., no change there. Um, and then Hollywood Studios is going to open an hour early, 9 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock. 
and Animal Kingdom is going to be open on one hour longer on either end. So it was open nine to five, and now it's open eight to six. I love that because and that's I always, just January first and second. Animal Kingdom always feels like it closes so early. Right, and so uh, January third through ninth is, is the next time range that we have announcements for, and it says Magic Kingdom is going to open an hour earlier at eight o'clock and close two hours later at eight o'clock. So it's going to be open for twelve hours. Which Extra is magic hours. Awesome. Awesome. But, but for everyone. <laughs> and then Epcot's going to be open an hour later in the evening. It's going to be open from 11 to 9. Hollywood Studios is going to open an hour early, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then Animal Kingdom, again, is going to open for uh, 10 hours, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So it's nice to see Disney is is opening for longer periods of time, especially with some very exciting news that we have coming on January 1st, which directly affects our brand because we are a couple of park hoppers. Oh my goodness. And so park hopping, like we said, is coming back on January 1st. Finally. Uh, it's so funny. We started our show and then they closed the parks and then they were like, no more park hopping. And we were like, womp, womp. So the fact that this is coming back is so exciting. Dude, I, I can't even explain to you how, how many times I've gone to the park since July and wanted to go to a different park during that same day right i like you want to do one thing at one park or right. maybe you're meeting somebody and then we want to go to someplace else and we're like we can't do both things in the same day especially on nights where you know epcot was open till 9 10 11 o'clock like you want i leave animal kingdom you know i want to go get a drink at epcot or something you yes. know what i mean and so it's really exciting that park hopping is coming back as of January 1st. And there are a couple of ground rules that they have set so far. And the most exciting one is Disney officially announced that there will not be a limit to how many parks you can visit after a certain time during park hopper hours. I wonder if people are going to right off the bat try to park hop at all four parks. We shall see. But... I think they, they're they expecting attendance to be a little bit lower in the afternoon. So what they're doing is basically you still need to make a reservation. You still need to pick a park to go to first. Right. So you can either pick, you know, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, or Epcot. You could pick one, make a reservation for that park, and then you have to go to that park and scan in. Right. So you have to use that reservation first to be able to park hop. I wonder why they made that rule. Because I think they want to just make sure that they're their capacity is is okay at least is for the accurate. first half of the day yeah that and makes then, sense yeah for sure i totally get why they did it and so you have to go to whatever park you make the reservation for the park pass reservation on disneyworld.com or on the app um so you have to use that reservation you can't just make it and then bounce around to the park so like you literally have to go if you make a reservation for magic kingdom you have to go to magic kingdom and scan it but technically you could probably just go in scan in walk in walk out right well no no. So it depends on what time of day you're talking okay. about. Because park hopping is only allowed as of right now from 2 o'clock until whatever park you're going to closes. Okay. So technically, if you go in at like 145 sure. and walk out and head to the next park, yep. then that's your check-in, quote-unquote, exactly. at the, your original reservation. Exactly. However, okay. if you go to Magic Kingdom at 9 o'clock, you can't go to Epcot until 2 o'clock. Right. So there, there's park hopper hours. They're actually listed on DisneyWorld.com. Uh, I'm looking at just Magic Kingdom here for the first week of January, and it says park hours, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then below, it says park hopper hours, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Interesting. So that means that you can bounce to Magic Kingdom 
any any time between two and seven, as long as you use your previous reservation first. Okay. So that makes sense. I, I'm glad that they're putting that up there. So, you know, it's up on the website. Right. But I know that, you know, people are still going to struggle with the new rules or, I mean, I feel like people always struggle with yeah, those. There's, there's going to be people that are turned away and it's, it's going to stink, but you know, it's going to take a little bit to get used to until we finally get back to normal where we don't have to make park pass reservations anymore. And we can just, if you have the park hopper option on your annual pass or your vacation tickets, which is an extra charge. So it, you do have to have that if you're going to be park hopping. It is. So if you have regular tickets, you have to have the park hopper option to be able to do this. Right. You cannot have the regular standard tickets. You have to pay for the park hopper option. And that just depends on how you Disney because some people like to park hop. Some people like to pick one park and stick to it. So I greatly prefer to just buy all park hoppers when I was going on vacation because there was nights where, you know, we would go to uh, Hollywood Studios and we'd go at open and we'd leave at like four o'clock. But we, hey, let's go catch Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom tonight. Right. So let's go back to the hotel. Let's go nap. Let's go have a snack or something and relax for a little bit, and we'll just go back and sit and enjoy the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. That was my personal favorite thing to do. That's why I always bought the park hopper option. And it was and it was really hard to distinguish if you bought like four park hopper tickets and one non-park hopper ticket because you, you'd just use your Magic Man to scan in, and it would just kind of use a ticket, and you wouldn't really know the difference. So you kind of had to buy one or the other. Right. That's the kind of open to close, take a nap on Carousel of Progress type of Disney day. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Catch 20 minutes of shut-eye wherever you can or on People Mover or... You know, you oh. got you, you got to close your eyes for a minute when you're doing that. Oh yeah, exciting stuff. It's not even on our list, but exciting stuff that I saw that uh, there was some workers doing some um, push along vehicle testing on the people mover. So I hopefully people somewhere mover. around the corner, <laughs> hopefully early 2021, because that we're turning a new leaf here. We're going into 2021. The year of 2020, year from hell, is is coming to an end, and hopefully sometime in the near future, we'll get the people mover back. And we'll get to go on Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And we'll get to go on a bunch of different things in 2021. So much happening in 2021. But one thing that I will say, I wonder how long the wait's going to be for People Mover when oh, it finally oh, reopens. God. It's going to be extended out to Main Street. It's going to be like the, the, <laughs> the new Seven Dwarves mine train. Remember Just, when Remember when you, the line would extend to Astro Orbit and you're like, oh, God, that's way too long for People Mover. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's going to go past Monsters, Inc. It's going to go like all the way to Casey's. Oh, my gosh. I'm... <laughs> which will hopefully be open by then. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But one more thing I wanted to touch on before we move on from the Park Hopper stuff is a question that I bet you a lot of you are asking yourselves right now while you're listening to this is, what about Rise of the Resistance? What does that mean for us as far as park hopping goes? Because as of, uh, as of a few days ago, the second wave of boarding groups is dropped at 2 o'clock. So right. you're wondering, hey... Can I go to Hollywood Studios at two o'clock and get a boarding group? The answer is no. Yeah, that so is a that is a negative. That <laughs> is a no. So what they're doing to prevent any confusion is now, as of December twentieth, which is uh, two days ago, uh, they are making the second wave of boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance dropping at one p.m. And just to be clear, so you guys know, if you haven't caught it before, the first. A wave of boarding groups actually drops at seven o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and you have to have a reservation already booked in order to do that. So Correct. you can do that in the comfort of your own home. 
This is hours before the park opens, and this prevents people from gathering at the entrance. They're trying to make sure people are social distancing, all that good stuff. But honestly, it's kind of nice because I did not enjoy waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. No, definitely not. That is not my cup of tea. (laughs) No, 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 no. But the first wave does come out at 7 a.m., so you have a shot at that time. And you don't have to be in the park. Correct. You You can be anywhere. Anywhere in the world, if, if, if for that matter. As long as you have a park pass reservation. There you go. Now, that second wave, like Bill just said, drops at 1 o'clock. And so if you did get that first wave of boarding groups, you do not qualify to get the second wave of boarding groups. So Correct. this is their way of making sure that everybody gets a shot to ride. And still, even then, I don't think everybody usually gets those boarding groups. No, and and I did see that Rise of the Resistance actually had a record high number of boarding groups that boarded today on Jan- on December 22nd. They had 168 boarding groups board today. That is amazing. That's fantastic. And it's such a great thing for the future of this ride and hopefully you know, maybe sometime in the near future, we'll get rid of boarding groups altogether and there will just be fast pass and standby lines. Right. So we'll see. But th- that's really promising news, you know, it, but it's technology. Anything can happen with technology. Um, they might get they might get 40 groups tomorrow. Who knows? They might have a bad day. Yeah. Well, there were some days that they would get to like 30 or 40. And then I feel like they averaged for a while around like in the 60s. Yeah. So for them to get to, what did you say? One, 168. 168. That is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, they've gotten over 100 a few times, but... You know, the, the 168 is a really high number, especially right now. Yeah. Now, um, regardless of how many boarding groups there are, if you did not get a reservation that day, um, just to make sure we clarify this, you can go into the park after two o'clock. That second wave of boarding groups drops at one. So there is a big space. So there's no way that you guys can like rush in and try to get that boarding group right at two o'clock, which I mean, they're gone and. 15 seconds so for real though um but that is something that they're trying to do to make it very clear like hey even if you do get into the park like a couple minutes early you still can't get that boarding group it is reserved currently for everybody who has a park pass reservation day of correct now speaking of reservations and exciting news coming in 2021 yes we have four new dates for resort openings i am very excited about this because i miss like getting to see all the resorts and everything being open so now we've got uh, we've got a valley resort and we've got a couple moderates and we've got a deluxe resort on the list and uh, the first one is disney's all-star movies resort and this is the first value resort to open up since art of animation opened up uh, on uh, december uh, second, I believe, if I think it was. Right. Um, and uh, so All-Star Movies will open on March 22nd, 2021. Okay, so we're still a little bit away from that, but that's exciting news. That's going in the right direction. And it's great to see them opening more of the value resorts, too, because, you know, it's not cheap to stay at Walt Disney World. It is not. And when you don't have the cheapest options to stay at Walt Disney World, it is significantly more expensive for families. That is correct. Well, not only that... I hope that all of this will, you know, you're going to have cast members coming back mm-hmm. to to be able to um, work at these resorts. So so that was the first one. What else do we have opening? Uh, we have on May 30th, Disney's Beach Club Resort will reopen. Okay. 
On June 6th, a week later, we'll have Disney's Wilderness Lodge reopening. Excellent. And then there's not a specific date, but this is was announced when they started to do the remodel. But summer 2021, we'll have the reopening of Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Make way, make way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to see what they do. You know, I saw that they took all those those beams off the top of the Polynesian. And right. I think they're going to put less of them up there, and they're going to be smaller, so a little bit less of an eyesore. But that that whole resort is absolutely gorgeous to walk around. It's gorgeous. And not only that, they are retheming it to Moana. Yes. And so... And it's not going to be like art of animation theme. It's right. going to be like very subtle stuff. <laughs> no giant Maui when yeah. you're walking <laughs> I, Oh, I wish it was, though. <laughs> right? Like the size of King Triton at art of animation. <laughs> just, just a giant like quote bubble that says, you're welcome next to it. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay, never mind. I, now I want that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, have you ever stayed at any of those four resorts? I have not. Uh, just all-star movies. Just all-star movies? Yes. I've stayed at the Polynesian for one night when I was a kid. Yeah, I've been to them all, but I've never stayed at the other ones. Well, hopefully when they open, we'll get to go visit and check them out because I don't think we really got a chance to go visit them um, since we uh, moved here. No. So that'll be exciting to see and welcome them back to opening. Now, there's a note on the bottom of the uh, the page I'm looking at here. It says, while a reopening date was previously shared for Disney's Boardwalk Inn, it will remain closed until further notice as the reopening timeline continues to be reevaluated. The reason why I bring that up is because the there was a major change at the Boardwalk Pool recently. Oh, was there? And you remember that terrifying clown pool? <laughs> you remember that? Yes. The one that looked like the... Pennywise from It, that you yes. like slide out through his mouth. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm shivering yeah, in fear. It was terrifying. Yes. Anyway, that has been demolished. Well, not the slide itself, but like the clown part of it. Good riddance. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> um, what a clown. Um, he, he, that part was demolished, and it has been replaced with the new animation style of the Mickey shorts, and it has been renamed the Keister Coaster. The Keister Coaster. Which is super fun, and there's there's Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto in there, um, in, in the uh, the animation style of the shorts, like Mickey, Minnie's Runaway Railway. Right. And they're, there's, it's really fun art, and if you haven't caught what they mean by keister coaster keister is another word for your butt <laughs> and you go down the water slide on your butt hence it's a keister coaster don't, and that's so don't fun. go down face first oh god no 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 the keister coaster is meant to go legs first keister coaster is fun to say <laughs> yeah it is so that was super fun and it looks uh, it looks really cool you know, I, I see a photo of it here. That water slide was always really cool. Then you're going to slide out right next to Pluto, and Donald is up in the air looking down at you. Goofy's on his own little keister coaster. Look uh, at Goofy. Up there, and then Mickey and Minnie are at the bottom of the keister coaster right where you slide out. So that's going to be super fun. Cannot wait to see that in person, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll be able to resort hop someday and slide down the keister coaster. Put our keisters on the coaster. That would be super fun. Well... One thing that I did want to mention is you can tell that Disney really is leaning into this animation style in so many different ways. They are. And, you know, they're just putting it here, there, and everywhere. But, you know, at first I was not really a big fan of it just because I'm used to the OG Mickey. And so I think it's really growing on me, but I think it's because of Runaway Railway. Absolutely. Now, speaking of water slides... Somewhere had, else I can put my keister? Yes. Somewhere else you can put your keister. And it might be a little chilly, though. Ooh. Because we got an announcement today on December 22nd that March 7th, 2021, the reopening of Disney's Blizzard Beach 
water park will be happening. So I have to say something real quick. I've never hang, been to Blizzard Hang Beach. on. We, I need to pause for a second. Okay. I have never been to a Disney water park. Neither have I. Th- we have to change that. We do. We might have to upgrade our annual passes. Maybe we can go. Well, originally we didn't get the the water parks for our annual passes because right. we figured that, you know, we just moved here. We're going to be at the parks a lot. We're going to be doing this and that. And we have, you know, a pool at our apartment. And so, and then everything happened. So I guess it was the right choice. Right. But now we really need to check out these water parks because I've heard nothing but good things about Same. water parks here at Disney. And what I've what I've seen from going to Aquatica with you in San Antonio, you know, I'd never really go to water parks, but that was really fun. And I can only imagine that a Disney one's going to be super fun too. I loved working at Aquatica. Um, Aquatica was one of the places I got to work for a while and people generally have kind of a preconceived notion about water parks and they can just be like so nice and so relaxing and you know just so much fun and disney there's no way that disney doesn't bring it to the next level so i but i do think it's probably a little bit warmer than they say it is i I would (laughs) say so but sticking with the water theme there was a very very exciting thing that happened a couple nights ago on the seven seas lagoon outside magic kingdom and what was that where the electrical water pageant made its return I missed that. And if you don't know what it is, what is it? it? It's a, a bunch of barges and boats that have these amazing, beautiful lights, and there's music, and it's just, it's it it brings your spirits up. And I and I can't really, I cannot wait to go see that again in person. I feel like I'm used to seeing that when we used to stay at the Contemporary with my grandfather. He really liked to stay at the Contemporary, um, and because he was in the military, and so he got a military discount, and he loved staying there because when he was when he was at the parks with us, he would just jump on the monorail and go back to the contemporary. So at night, after we got home from the parks, you would look outside and you'd always see like the the floats on the water. And it would be like, okay, a day at Disney is done. Yeah. Look how pretty that is. Right. And it's just, it's just like a little bit more pixie dust that they bring. For sure. I have a funny story, actually. I heard from a friend of mine, uh, Bob, who works with me at, uh, at work. Uh, he told me that back in 1975... He's an older gentleman. He came back in here in 1975 for his honeymoon. He came down to Walt Disney World, and he was staying at the Contemporary. And he was in the, the main window of his hotel room, which overlooked the Seven Seas Lagoon. And he was trying to find a light switch to put on, like, a lamp. Uh-huh. And he pressed the light switch, and the electrical water pageant started. Like, the second he <laughs> flipped the light switch, and he thought he did that. <laughs> <laughs> and was like freaking out. It was like, oh my God, all I have to do is press a button and this water show starts. <laughs> it was a really funny story. But that's really exciting that the uh, the electrical water pageant is coming back or is back uh, gonna, on, the, on the Seven Seas Lagoon. We're going to thank Bob for that. Since yes. he had the magic of turning it on, I'm gonna, we're going to say he had the magic of bringing it back. So. I, like, I like to think Bob had a lot to do with that coming back. Thank you, Bob. Now, now speaking of water, there was another thing that kind of moved into the water into our point of view, and that was the Harmonious Barge. And they're one of five. One of five. Oh my goodness. So this has been this has been taken uh, both somewhat positively and very negatively with Epcot fans. Okay. Because. I don't know if you've seen the pictures that uh, that I, I sent you earlier today. I did look at those photos. Yes, but the one this the barge that's there. There's four of those that size, and then there's one giant circle one that's going to go 
right in the middle of the uh, of the the waterway inside the lagoon, inside yeah. Epcot. Okay, and so it's gonna obstruct views. So does it stay there permanently? It stays there permanently. So here's the thing: Epcot purists love. Um, I'm blanking. World Showcase. No, they they love World Showcase, but the old show. Um, the uh, one. Yeah, Illuminations. Illuminations. They were so devastated when that left, and uh, you know, I can definitely see that after that breakup, them not liking the new girl on the water. For so, sure. But also, when I look at the photos, I mean, it does kind of obstruct the view. Oh, it does. And if you look at the one uh, where. It, the, the the set pieces are f- are fountains. Yes, that's what it's going to look like during the day. Oh, so okay. the set pieces are actually going to be, be con- confirmed into uh, into fountains. A giant fountain. Several fountains in the middle of the uh, the the waterway inside Epcot's World Showcase. Sure. And to me, I think it looks cool, but it does take away those magical views at World Showcase. Yeah. When you're standing at Spaceship Earth looking across to America and you look around and you see all the countries or you're standing at America looking back across towards Spaceship Earth, you know, when you can see across the water like that, it's such a cool, such a cool aesthetic. And even at, especially at night, you know, you see everything all lit up at all the pavilions and the water is beautiful and Spaceship Earth is in the background. It's going to definitely take away from that and it is a little bit of an eyesore. What I'm hoping is that, you know, people who are not used to this being here or they're newer to Epcot, that maybe they'll give us kind of like a point of view of, oh, wow, the the fountains are so beautiful and the show is so beautiful because, I mean, I've learned not to doubt Disney. Sure. um, For the most part, just because, you know, we think back to Wishes and I was like, oh, no, Wishes is going away. Like, I'm so sad. Hey Disney, you better come up with something good for your nighttime spectacular. And then, boom. Cut to me needing an IV for how much I cried the first time I watched that. It was so beautiful. <laughs> like I've just learned to not doubt Disney because yeah. even when I do have an attitude about them taking away or changing something that I feel is, you know, is important and or something that shouldn't be changed, they usually tend to be like, "Oh, wait, <laughs> let me show you what we're doing. And I'm like, okay, I like it now. I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but this is an entirely different situation where you're putting five gigantic screen pieces out in the middle of this water where there used to be absolutely stunning views. Right. And now you're going to get, and I, I think these fountains are going to look really cool. I just think that they might look better than we think they're going to look. Sure, but I really hope for the sake of... You know the Disney fans and and the Disney um, customer service people. Yeah, that this show is so mind-bendingly good, harmonious. Right. That you almost forget that those pieces are now in there permanently and kind of an eyesore and obstructing views across World Showcase. I feel like I'm I can't make a judgment when they're not finished with the process. Right. Because there's a good chance that if the gorgeous fountain that's at the front of Epcot had been, you know, in view of everybody earlier in the process, people would have been like, oh my gosh, it's such an eyesore. Look at that. It's so terrible. And so, you know, they can't put up walls around this the way that they could around that. So 
I would like to reserve judgment until I see the fountains in action. But I definitely agree with you that it does. It looks like it's going to obstruct some views, but I'm going to, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for this. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because the, the actual barges are much bigger than people thought they were going to be. Okay. Um, you know, when you go to the Epcot experience inside that white building to over by Mexico, right. before you go from future world to world showcase, um, you see a little, a little bit of a preview of harmonious and you know, the, the, the little barges and the, the arm and the fireworks and stuff don't look very big, but just seeing that one barge in this photo compared to spaceship earth in the background and compared to, you know, all the different, you know, set pieces of world showcase, it definitely does obstruct views. And I'm hoping that, you know, maybe some way this, this bottom half, and we'll post these pictures so you guys can see what we're talking about, but I'm hoping in some way maybe this bottom half underneath the LED screen might sink and maybe just the, the fountain part and the LED screen is above water during the day. Okay. But, I mean, I'm, there's no, that's all speculation on my part. I'm hoping that it goes underwater but I would doubt it at this point. I have one note to make about this. Yeah, what do you got? I hope that the size of these barges indicates how easy it is going to be to watch the show. Yes, because that I, is a great point. Because I, I know that I've said, I, I said it today on this show already, um, I am short. I'm five feet tall. And one of the reasons I didn't like illuminations is because I felt like I could never see anything. And the only thing that ever happened was I would get a ton of smoke in my face. And then like, I don't have any breathing issues, but it, I would be like choking on all the smoke that would be coming from the show. And then you couldn't see anything and it was so crowded. And so that was, that's always been like my biggest issue with you know, the shows around Epcot yeah. is that I'm not even a child and I can't see like, what about kids and stuff or people who are shorter than me? Right. So I I'm hoping that it's more accessible to everyone, not just, you know, normal size adults. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but one more thing that we wanted to touch on before we get out of here is also another, a very exciting uh, announcement that has to do with Epcot. And we've got, the Festival of the Arts is coming back, and that's coming back January 8th through February 22nd. Hooray! I actually have some uh, some stuff all set to wear to Festival of the oh, Arts. I'm you? excited about it. Nice. Yeah. What do you get to wear? So I have a um, those Festival of the Arts ears. I have my ink and paint ink and spirit paint. jersey. Yep. There you go. And then I actually found an ink and paint dress on Amazon um, that like the Christmas dress I had the one with all the puppies on it oh yeah um, I'm a dog trainer so I got a Christmas dress with puppies on it um, I saw one with that and then I also got the nail strips that have paint on them so I'm ready for Festival of the Arts That's I got a whole outfit <laughs> planned for it already and so on Disney Parks blog they did announce this and it says this global celebration mixes visual, culinary and performing arts from around the world into an entertaining blend that's fun for the entire family. More than 100 Disney and visiting artists will display their work and you can show off your talents by participating in interactive experience 
such as larger-than-life paint-by-number murals, which they did in the past. That was really cool. Yeah. Remember the figment one that they had? Yeah. Um, and then uh, and learning to draw some of your favorite Disney characters. You can also step into famous works of art thanks to artful photo ops. And they had that at the Festival of Arts last year as well. Right, Like, you yeah. can step like into the Mona Lisa. You know what I mean? Yes. So one thing that I would like to do this year is I would very much like to purchase some something from Festival of the sure, Arts. Sure, yeah. Because I know that last year we were like, oh. We were on the fence about a few things. Well, we were like, we want this and this and that and this and that and this and that. And then it ended and we didn't get any of right. it. So. Right, yeah. But um, I'm very excited that they're bringing Festival of the Arts back. I mean, I know that it happens every year, but I'm excited that we get to experience it again. Absolutely. And so it says new in 2021, there's going to be a couple different performances. The Voices of Liberty, who normally work, who normally perform over at the uh, the America Pavilion, yes. will actually be taking center stage at the America Gardens Theater, which is that, that outdoor theater where they have the all the concerts and everything at Epcot. Right. Um, with a brand new showcase called the Disney Songbook. And they're going to sing songs like When You Wish Upon a Star and Let It Go. And the ensemble will perform Disney songs and celebrate the artistry of Disney composers and lyricists. That's going to be so awesome. Yeah. And one thing I do have to say, because we actually got to sit down um, during Christmas and check out the Voices of Liberty at that outdoor pavilion. And they do a fantastic job. First off, the performance is amazing. And second... They do an amazing job of like making sure people are distanced from each other. So I do like that that's another thing for people to do and do it in a safe way. Absolutely. And now more information on the Festival of the Arts. You got the food studios located around World Showcase or where you can view and eat great works of art. The Forgive me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, but Vibrante and Vivido Food Studio, uh, a new location between France and Morocco, will feature a mouth-watering chilled seafood cocktail with octopus, scallops, shrimp, black garlic aioli, tomato coconut sauce, and serrano lime oil. Oh, my goodness. Or indulge on blue corn pupusa stuffed with cheese and topped with shredded pork, guajillo, and arbol chili sauce, cabbage slaw, and crema. So that sounds really good. Uh, keep watching the Disney Parks food blog. Uh, Disney Parks blog for a festival foodie guide coming soon. Other ways to enjoy the festival, take part in the wonderful Walk of Colorful Cuisine. And it says uh, where you'll use the festival passport, you know, the little booklets that you get. Right. As a guide to purchase five vibrant food items and receive a complimentary tasty Technicolor treat. What? This popular figments brush with the masters returns this year, and it's the little palette that they had in the past. Right. And um, it's a basically a scavenger hunt. You try to find figment in all all these different places. And we've never done that. No. And your sister did it when she was here. She did. She, she wanted she, to do it. So that was fun, kind of doing that with her a little bit. Um, but yeah, so the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts will run for 46 days. Like we said, it will run from January 8th through February 22nd. So that's really exciting. You know, we had a very long food and wine festival this year. We are currently in the festival of the holidays. And then, like we said, on January 8th through February 22nd, we're going to have another festival, Festival of the Arts. Yes, I'm very excited to be doing this. Um, I think that, you know, living here, we've really taken in all of the festivals that Epcot has brought to us. Mm -hmm. And really tried some amazing things. So 
I'm I'm ready for everything that 2021 has to bring. For sure. So that was a whole bunch of news. We wanted to bring that to you guys this week. Uh, we're going to have one more episode before the end of the year, uh, maybe like a uh, uh, goodbye 2020, thank God. Good riddance. <laughs> slash what we're looking forward to most in 2021 and stuff that's been announced or, or what we hoping is is announced in the near future for 2021, which also hosts the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So many good things happening in 2021. So we're really excited to uh, to bring that episode to you next week. And thank you guys for listening this week. And from both of us over here at a couple of park hoppers, we want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. A very safe Christmas and safe holidays. Stay safe and be kind to each other. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and now the Amazon Music app. Also, be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, like a couple of Park Hoppers on Facebook, and join the nearly 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out for all of our social media platforms for all things theme park news. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.